It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan at 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Samantha Garcia as we've got you up until 6.40 today on this 21st day of May. 6.06 on the clock and 85 degrees and sunny outside in southeast Ohio. It's a sports fan presented by JK Contracting. And yes, Samantha Garcia rejoins us for the sports fan. It's been a while since we had her on. And Sam, it's, uh, it's good to have you back. It's good to see you again. It, it's been a while. Yeah, Connor. I mean, it, it really has been a while with the pandemic hitting. Actually, every single person has been affected by it. It's always good to come back in here and talk some sports with you, or just in general. Of course, and to lead off the show, and I know you haven't probably seen the Athens Bulldogs for the, the baseball team, but uh, their season came to an end yesterday, losing to Miami Trace in the sectional championship game by a score of 4-1. to one. And I just want to congratulate you know the Bulldogs seniors and everybody involved with making that baseball season happen. It was a season full of ups and downs. It was a year where you know they started off pretty strong, had a little bit of a bumpy road towards the end, but they got the win against Circleville, and uh, they, they continued on the, the Bulldog baseball legacy uh, pretty well going into this pandemic season uh, 2021. And thankfully, they did have a baseball season this year. Uh, but again, another congratulations out to all the seniors. And I guess, uh, I guess we'll wish some good luck to Miami Trace. They are the number one seed. They were projected to beat the Bulldogs yesterday, and they did so. Uh, good pitching performance from Will Matters. Matters went six innings. Or did he go? I think he went five innings. Uh, did give up about ten hits, uh, four runs, only two were earned, struck out five, and uh, I don't think he walked anybody. And then Will Jinder came in to pitch the final inning in the bottom of the sixth and had a one-two-three perfect inning for Jinder in his final outing uh, as an Athens Bulldog on the mound. So, uh, again, disappointing loss, but a good season overall for Athens, and they'll be right back in it uh, coming up next year. And excited to see who they have because it was a new season, it was a new year, and it was a, a team that you know, Troy and I really did not see uh, for one reason or another. And the main reason being, you know, there was no baseball season last year. Joey Medora and I had the uh, the baseball season a little bit, uh, you know, during the summer when they were doing the Legion ball and everything. Uh, but this was really a, the first time that we saw this group of guys out on the baseball field together. And they did a, a good job all season long. Uh, hold your head up high. And uh, graduation, I think, was either today or yesterday or someday uh, for the Athens Bulldogs. But again, uh, congratulations to them. And uh, you know, for, for Sam, again, I, I know you didn't see this team, but it was a, a pleasure to watch them play. It was a pleasure to watch them pitch. And um, the interesting thing that I always go back on because I'm a New York Met fan is that you know, Cam Neese is the younger brother of Jonathan Neese, uh, a former pitcher for the New York Mets, no which way. I always thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I think also just mentioning those seniors that, you know, you're saying goodbye to last year, like you said, they didn't have a season, so weren't able to play their junior year. Their senior year is kind of their final run. So as much as they are giving it at all, they're putting on a little bit more. And as much as we wish them well in the future, you got to look at these juniors to really pick up the pace here. And some of those underclassmen that you're going to see rise up here, Connor, just kind of talk me through what you and Troy, you know, were able to see maybe specifically for this Athens Bulldogs team and what they're going to be able to produce next year. Well, the big question mark for Athens next year will be what do they have pitching? Landon Wheatley got some pitching. 
uh, but to your two aces, really three guys on the mound who have pitched the majority of the year, right, have been Cam Neese, who's gone, Will Jinder, who's graduated, and Will Matters, who's graduated. So those are your top three. Uh, Derek Welsh also got a couple innings in, but, you know, predominantly it's been Matters and, and um, you know, Jinder and, and Neese all the way throughout. So the big question mark going into next year is what do they have pitching? Uh, I think that could be answered by maybe Landon Wheatley, but the issue is if you put Landon Wheatley on the mound, that means that, you know, now he's going to, it takes away from the other positions that he plays on the field, right? Because he's played shortstop, he's played third base, he was out in right field, he caught for an inning or two. Uh, so he's your, your super utility guy and is only a sophomore. So with Landon Wheatley coming back next year, it's going to help. He did have a lot of life on his fastball, but if he is pitching, then who plays the other positions? And you're going to see a lot of guys that maybe we didn't see on the junior varsity team going to have to step up and play a huge role into next year's team uh, because, again, the, the returning seniors, I'm off the top of my head right now, I can't name them all, but I know Jake and Sam Goldsberry are going to play some kind of a factor in there. Jake Goldsberry was in the outfield. Sam Goldsberry came in, and he was a pinch runner. Uh, courtesy runner for Levi Parsons and, and a couple other guys. But, uh, again, second base, Shane McDade is out. Uh, your shortstop and Matters is out. Your third baseman and Jinder is out. Your first baseman, Tanner McEwen, or Cam Neese is out, which also means Neese is out, off the mound. Charlie Strom is gone from behind the plate. Peyton Gale in center field is out. So now, I mean, the only two positions that I didn't name yeah, we're right fields, and in left field, you have Derek Welsh returning, and then you have, uh, you know, I'll put Jake Goldsberry in, in right field for now. But, like, it's not a whole, it's a big question mark, kind of to long ways answer your question there. It's a, you know, who do they have pitching? Uh, but I think Landon Wheatley will help secure the future of the team next year, and I think that Derek Welsh will as well. Uh, with Goldsberry playing a big factor, too, because Jake Goldsberry came in, swung the bat well, and, uh, I think he finished over 300 in limited playing time. So those are your top three that I would have to say that you'd look out for for the future team uh, coming up in 2022. Some things that I wish about high school baseball and maybe all sports, but you can't sign contracts. You can't go over to the county over <laughs> and, you know, recruit a couple guys here. Right. But transitioning into the MLB, I mean, baseball is finally back. A lot of stadiums are opening back up to full capacity or getting close up there at it really is something that we haven't seen in over a year, but, you know, we got to talk some Ohio baseball. I know you're a Mets fan, and I'm from Chicago, so I'm a big Cubbies fan, but tell me about these Reds and the Indians. How are we doing? I do not. The, the Reds yesterday is probably a game that the Cincinnati Reds and Reds fans everywhere do not want to talk about <laughs> because that game, you saw Johnny Cueto on the mound. And that was about the, the most positive thing for the Reds yesterday, right? Reconnecting with a, a former teammate and a, a former star pitcher for Cincinnati. But other than that, I mean, it, it was not not good uh, across the board. Malley goes in, right? And for uh, Trevor uh, Tyler Malley, I believe Malley was the, uh, the best starter that they had um, going out. I'd have to... Trevor Wade Miley was the uh, best starter. So you still got your ace in Wade Miley. But Trevor Malley got pitched out there and, and got knocked around. Two innings, seven hits, seven runs, all earned, two walks, two strikeouts. Wow. So that, that was not a good outing from him. Hembry comes in, 
gives up four runs. Former pitches gives up four runs. Blandino, you had Alex Blandino on the mound, and he gives up an unearned run but also got a strikeout. I mean, it, it was a mess of a baseball game for the Cincinnati Reds yesterday, losing 19-4. to But the bright spot, and it has been all season long, was a play of Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker. Now, Jesse Winker came out of the ball game. I mean, this game got blown open. There's no reason to leave your stars out there and risk injury, right? And especially as a Mets fan, right? The Mets, I think, have now 14 guys on the injured list. Wow. At this time, um, almost no one from starting or from opening day is active, <laughs> almost. Um, I, I don't know what the Cubs are doing for your, for your Cubs, Sam, but uh, again, for the Reds, you know, it's right from the get-go with Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos. They've been hitting. Uh, the rest of the team might be hitting, might not be hitting, and I say might because in the beginning of the season, they were hitting. They were hitting consistently, and they were driving in a whole lot of runs. But then, now, as we advance through the season a little bit, you know, everybody's kind of cooled off. Uh, Jonathan India has cooled off. Um, yeah, he's just a rookie. He started off pretty hot, but again, it's, it's just one start. And it's been a pretty disappointing season thus far for Eugenio Suarez because Suarez, who's supposed to be your big power guy, he's supposed to hit a lot of home runs. And I think he did hit a home run in yesterday's game. Uh, that came in the eighth inning, uh, his ninth of the year. But he's not hitting anything else. He's got a 157 batting average. And you just can't have your power hitter being an automatic out every time except for when he drives the ball deep. It just doesn't happen that way. Especially when you want to get guys on base, too. You have that power hitter. Before the couple guys earlier in the lineup, you want to get them on base. They're not here to hit home runs. As much as a coach would love to see some of these guys hit them out of the park, they know their role. So when you put these power hitters up, it's it's kind of their job, almost an obligation for them that you got to get something going. And like you said, the Reds were hitting consecutively at the beginning of this season, and people were kind of hopeful, almost doing a double take, saying, are those the Cincinnati Reds that are, you know, getting some points up on the board and making contact with the bat? And like you said, maybe a little bit of a dry spell here. But as we know, baseball, it lasts a long time. You can right. go losing 10 games and then come back and win 15. It's a back-to-back-to-back season, and the games are so condensed close together. So I wouldn't count the Reds out too soon, and that's me being a little bit hopeful just for as an Ohio fan of baseball. And, right, I mean, this, I'm not counting the Reds out of anything, right? They are only, what now, two games under 500, I believe, at uh, make that four games under right now, 19 and 23. The Reds have the capability of going on a run, and they have gone on a run a little bit earlier on in the year. They were in first in the NL Central. However, their pitching has been disappointing thus far. Their bats have cooled off, and whenever those two combine, it does not make for a, uh, a fun stretch of games when both your hitting and your pitching have gone cold. And, uh, again, the Reds can turn it around, but their bullpen has imploded time after time. The rest of the starting pitching, besides Wade Miley, have has not performed. So it's cautiously optimistic, optimistic that things will turn around. Just because I'm a positive guy, I'm, I'm like you said, I like to be positive about it. But then again, uh, looking at it objectively, the Reds, 
uh, are not a good baseball team at this point, but they can turn it around. Uh, and I say that painting the broad brush, but I want to exclude Castellanos and Winker because Castellanos is leading the major leagues, I believe, in batting average for everybody who's qualified. Went two for two yesterday, batting 347, uh, and Jesse Winker at 338. So those two are excluded from any criticism. They can do no wrong. The rest of this team needs to figure it out. <laughs> as much as we do, you know, our job is to kind of nitpick. We do like to do look at the little things like that. But if you're just a baseball fan, I think you're going to be happy to be back in a stadium coming up in the summer months and finally going to be able to, you know, drink some beer if you're of age, get some nice hot dogs and baseball food. Connor, what are your thoughts about this finally being able to open up and go to baseball games, even if you are a Reds fan? It's time. You know, I would, I hope to go down to Cincinnati for at least a game, if not more. Uh, great American Ballpark's a great ballpark. Uh, it's nice day, nice atmosphere uh, to enjoy whoever's playing, right? I mean, I, I was lucky enough last year, or two years ago now, I guess, that it was the, the Reds and the Mets. So I got best of both ah, words. Ah, very nice. Yeah, I, I got the Reds, I got the Mets sitting live in the ballpark. We're, uh, we're doing all right. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to get back to that point. And I think that attendance this year will be higher than it was before the pandemic, because once you take something away from someone, right? Like this pandemic has everyone um, wants it. Everybody will want to go back to it. And that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. That's what I'm anticipating to happen. Um, because again, what, what else have you been doing unless you were an essential worker? And of course, uh, you know, there's a lot of people working during this time and trying to keep the health and safety uh, above all else um, for people. But now that it's time to reopen again, um, I'm excited to see ballparks being filled, convocation center being filled, Peden Stadium, wherever it might be. Uh, but that should be uh, definitely a good time. Looking forward to that. What's I, I just got to get to – I got to ask this question. I always ask yeah. my – friends that you know they'll go to a baseball game every now and then what's the food that you're going to get when you go there regardless of anything else what are you getting see i'll normally go with a hot dog probably right because you go to a baseball game you get a hot dog you get a drink right yeah. whether it's a soda or, or whatever beverage of your choice is uh but I'll, I'll probably go get a hot dog maybe maybe some popcorn or maybe some ice cream or something like that you know the game's going long you start off, here's my game plan, right? All right. Going back to a baseball field for the first time. You get your hot dog, you get your drink, and that's, you know, first through third inning, right? Somewhere in that time frame, that's when you go and get your food. Then the middle innings, you might go back, you get a refill on your drink or something, or maybe you get some popcorn. That's an optional time period, right? Four through six. And seven through nine is when you get the ice cream, you get your final beverage uh, before everything closes down. And then whatever else that you're uh, that you're interested in getting, that that's probably my little. Uh, it's how I'd organize getting some kind of food or ordering something from a ballpark. I like it, and I gotta ask one more: What do you get on your hot dog? Because to me, this is really important. Yes, I am on the wrong side of this, and I will admit it. But on the hot dog, all I like is ketchup. <gasps> and I know this. I'm, I'm a bad guy for that, Connor. God. I, I just like some ketchup on the hot dog. Sue me. 
You can't come to Chicago. There's this one hot dog place. You know, I'll give them a little shout out. It's called Gene and Jude's. You walk in, cash only, little joint. Mm-hmm. They have T-shirts with a ketchup bottle with an X through it. But you know, if you're bringing a buddy or you know a girl and you're going there for the first time and they don't know, and mm-hmm. they say, "Can I get a hot dog with ketchup?" They all look at each other and laugh, and they won't take your order. And it's a <laughs> thing that if you know it, you don't say it. But if you hear someone else order it, you laugh, and it's a big whole thing. So. If you ever make your way to Wrigley, just always just think of me. Don't get a hot dog with ketchup. Uh, could I get a plain hot dog then? Uh, honestly, a plain hot dog is way better than one with ketchup. I do like a hot dog with ketchup, but if I'm going to a ballpark, I'm not doing that. Why? It's, it, it's almost it almost feels illegal. It's against the rules to get a hot dog with ketchup. You got to get the relish, onion, mustard, maybe get some peppers in there if you're feeling feisty. See, that's another unwritten rule that I don't like. <laughs> right? And I know we got to get to a break, and we'll talk about the whole Tony La Russa and the, uh, the home run on the 3-0 coming up after this. Uh, but, again, you know, it's the unwritten rules on hot dogs that I'm more upset about than I am with the unwritten rules in, uh, in baseball at this time. But we'll throw it to a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the Sports Fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me. Just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today at walkms.org. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and the mic along with Samantha Garcia up until 640 today. As it's a, I don't know, we haven't had a whole lot of sports fans this week. I think we had a couple of sports updates uh, leading into the Cincinnati Reds starting at 610. And then we had a couple of Athens baseball games uh, this week, which were on Monday and Thursday. So, yeah, this is the first sports fan and the only sports fan that we're having for the week and it comes up with uh, a weekend coming up next, which is always great. Uh, but again, the Cincinnati Reds will be in action tonight. Pre-game starts right here on 970 WATH at 640. And it's the Cincinnati Reds hosting the Milwaukee Brewers at a Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio. On the mound for the Reds, Jeff Hoffman, Adrian Hauser 
for the Milwaukee Brewers. Hoffman with the 4.67 ERA, 32 strikeouts, and a 2-3 and three win-loss record. Hauser a little bit better, but kind of 3-4, and four, uh, 3.63 ERA, and 34 strikeouts. Just two more than Hoffman. Before the break, we were talking about the unwritten rules of a, a hot dog at a baseball game or a hot dog just in general. I say... You know, that I, was, I thought of a phrase. I don't know if it's good for radio or not, but I say uh, forget about it. I'll, I'll use that nice phrase <laughs> and say, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put ketchup on my hot dog, and uh, I'll, I'll admit to that. Uh, I know there's an unwritten rule somewhere. Uh, but really what's captured MLB in the recent couple of weeks here, Sam, is that the own Mercedes home run 3-0 off of a position player when the Chicago White Sox were dominating that baseball game and off, off the Minnesota Twins, and uh, Mercedes hits the uh, the 3-0 ball off of um, Astadio, was a pitcher for the Twins. And, you know, Tony La Russa comes out, and this is the manager of the, the player who hit the home run. Tony La Russa, who's been in the game for a long time, has a lot of baseball knowledge and has been respected in the game for, for a long, long time. He comes out and says that, you know, he's got an issue with the home run. And then on top of that, he also says that he's not worried about the the protection of his own player because he was okay with the Minnesota Twins the next day throwing behind him. And listen, they didn't throw at his head. They didn't throw uh, you know, a pitch that was aimed right at the rib cage, right? I mean, the serious injury places where you could get hit, they were not aiming for. They aimed behind him it would have hit his legs if it didn't you know skip behind or whatever uh but tony larusa has the unwritten rules he has grown up with the unwritten rules but i think it's time for that unwritten rule in baseball to be done away with because what what's the most exciting thing in baseball hitting a home run right yep what's and, and you, you score the run i mean the next exciting thing is i don't know about a, a triple or a double but if you got runners on base and it, it hit a, hit the guy in, that's the most exciting thing about baseball. But, again, I see no issue. You are a professional baseball player throwing a professional pitch, even though you're not really a pitcher. You're throwing the pitch, and he, uh, he took it out of the park. One guy's getting paid millions of dollars to throw that pitch. Another guy's getting paid millions of dollars to hit that ball. I don't care what the score is or what the count is. By my count, he did the right thing and played the game and hit the home run. That's why I think it's controversial. You know, I'll play devil's advocate here. And 3-0 and pitch, you know, baseball is strategy. Baseball is kind of like chess. You got to think a couple times ahead. Yes, there's one pitch and one batter at a time, but you do have to play this kind of one t- step at a time. And I think from the GM standpoint, he knows that Mercedes is a hitter. This wasn't his first home run of the season, nor will it be his last. So I think for him it was, we, again, we don't know behind the scenes. Maybe the coach gave him another sign, told him don't do it, and you know he kind of disobeyed that knowing the disadvantage that the pitcher had and took it up right against the Twins. But at the same time, like you said, you know, if we're talking from a fan standpoint, that's what a fan wants to see. But if you flip it around, the coach, it it's really is baseball. You know, it's between the teams facing off each other. 
on the mound, in the batter's box. If your coach tells you something, I don't care how much you're getting paid. He's still signing the checks, and you got to make sure that you're following what he's saying, you know. 3-0 count. Yes, he had a fantastic home run that, you know, they were able to score some. They didn't come away with a win there, but, you know, at least the Twins weren't treating them like our uh, Houston Astros were at their first at-bat after that crazy World Series that they were able to pull away with, Gotter. Yeah, but, but again, you know, it's baseball, right? I mean, I don't care. They're getting paid to play. I don't care what the score is. You know, wound up being a 16-4 to game. White Sox dominated it. Keiko got the win, half with the loss. You know, Jay Happ didn't, just didn't have it in that game. And then Astadio comes in, he only gives up one run. You know, he's a position player out there pitching, and, and he did as good as the last relief pitcher. But, you know, th- there shouldn't be... It's an old way of thinking, you know, to to just... Keep the bat on your shoulder at 3-0. and And there are certain situations where I would say, yes, you know, take that pitch, make the pitcher throw a little bit more, and stay in it, try to work the walk. And But that situation that dictates that, I'd say, is if the game is close, if you're trying to get base runners on, if you haven't hit at all in the game. But this was a, you know, 16-4 to baseball game. You know, the, the Chicago White Sox were not in danger of losing anything by this guy swinging the bat. If anything, he hit a home run off a position player. People, for better or for worse, find it interesting that a person who's not supposed to pitch is pitching. There's a a Twitter thread by Cut4, which is a a Twitter account that's managed by somebody affiliated with the Major League Baseball uh, parent company, right? So Cut4 has a thread of position players. There's obviously some kind of interest when the game gets out of hand and you throw the position player. And I even heard you know, a, a former uh, a broadcaster, and he was talking about, well, if they're going to do something as ridiculous as that, why not just pull, I think, Javi Baez? Who on the Cubs uh, bats with their non-dominant side when it's a position player out there? It's either Javi or Chris Bryant. Uh, I think it might be Javi because he comes in on the left, but... He's catching with the right and shortstop. But if I were to say one more thing about it, I think it's more of respect. Like you said, this was a position player. He wasn't supposed to pitch. Like you said, this game, it it was kind of blown away. Yes, baseball, you can come back. You can get runs really fast, you know, if you're hitting on time. But at the same, you have the lead. It's a 3-0 count. It's more out of respect just for the other team. Yeah, they're going to face them. You know, they played them again on Tuesday following the win that they had. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're all the same. They're all playing baseball. They all love it. So, you know, if this game was 4-4, four to four, bottom of the ninth, I'm saying send it. I, I wouldn't disagree. I, I would say, you know, forget about respect for the other team. Respect the game. Yeah. You know, throw a pitch that's not going to get hit 400 feet, right? I mean, you're, you're the guy. I don't care if you're supposed to a position player or not. If you're the guy on the mound, you're supposed to go out there and throw strikes. You threw three balls to the guy before, and now you threw a ball that was close to the strike zone, and the guy swung the bat. You shouldn't be upset about it. He took you deep. You know, it's, again, play the game. That's what they've been preaching. That's 
you know, the most exciting thing, putting the ball in play. And across Major League Baseball right now, the batting averages are down low because of a change in hitting philosophy, which has been hit the home run instead of, you know, hit line drives. Or maybe even, you know, the shifts for lefties. I yeah. mean, the shift has done a, uh, you know, you can almost predict now where the ball is most likely going to be hit. So the defense has shifted around. The offense, the guys at the bats, are trying to hit more home runs. And the pitchers have gotten better. So everything has led to either more fly ball outs, or more fly ball outs, the ball being put in play less because of the strikeout numbers rising. And even when they do hit a line drive, it's right at a guy who's in the shift. So now, I mean, it's more difficult than ever to get a hit. So I'm not upset with the guy for swinging the bat 3-0 and and hitting a home run. He got a, a prime opportunity to put the ball in play. And I don't fault him for that whatsoever. All right. I, I respect your spiel. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you have this one, Connor. You, you're done with me uh, <laughs> talking over. Um, we got to take one more break before we throw it to the Cincinnati Reds. We'll be back right after this. It's a sports fan of 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Shauna Stump of State Farm understands that there's a sense of excitement and enthusiasm in the air for the graduating young men and women at Athens High School. The possibilities are unlimited, and the rewards are worth all the hard work. So today, Shauna Stump of State Farm offers her sincerest congratulations to the members of the Athens High School class of 2021. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And just like that, quick break right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Once again, it's a Sports Fan for about four more minutes. And then we throw it to the weekends. Or we'll have the Cincinnati Reds on the air, I believe, every single day. I don't know if they've got an off day, but they start a series now with the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, again, that game's coming up in about four minutes. Uh, for the pregame show, and then at six, uh, at seven ten, uh, first pitch is slated to be thrown. Coming up on the weekend, be sure to tune in to Power One Hundred Five on Sunday, as I'll be out at Passion Works at the Zenner House. The Passion Works Parade and Place event is back, and uh, we'll have the Jamblins out there, and we'll have a good time. Uh, always great to work with Patty Mitchell and, and Passion Works. So, looking forward to that event. And then coming up on Friday, it is the Rutland Bottle Gas Remotes, and they are doing Customer Appreciation Day. And for that, that should be a pretty fun thing. Joey Medor is going to go out there. Uh, possibly R.J. Martin, our new uh, DJ over on Power 105, uh, could be involved with that as well. Uh, but stay tuned for those couple of remotes and those couple of events over the weekend. And, of course, who knows? Maybe we'll get uh, Samantha Garcia out there somewhere, somehow, right? Yeah. I, I, I think there's a good amount of people that enjoy what I say, and then I think there's a stronger amount of people that are like, get this girl off. But, hey. They're listening to you, right? Hey, you know what, Connor? You're right. You, you know, as much as I like to play devil's advocate, I like talking with you. You got some good stuff to say. I, I always appreciate it. 
Yeah, of course. And again, I mean, I started off the program, but it's good to see you again because it's been a long, long time. Uh, you know, we had you on the radio for the uh, Ohio Bobcat Hockey Show, and, you know, that's kind of been it since since we've talked. Um, but, you know, you always do a good job with that, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what else you got in store. But uh, probably, you know, a couple more sports fans, I'd hope, right, if you're in the area. Oh, yeah. You you just call me kind of I'm coming here, putting the headset on. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk basketball, whatever you're in the mood for. You know, October's a little bit further away, so I don't know if we can talk playoff baseball. <laughs> but right. I know NBA playoffs are coming up, and, you know, teams are being seeded. NHL's got some stuff going on. I mean, we could sit here for hours. I could talk with you. Who's your team in the NBA? Who's your in the postseason? I'm, I'm sure you have a favorite, but who's your favorite in the postseason? I'm going gonna, gonna to throw it really weird, but the Suns. I think the Devin Booker-Chris Paul duo at the one and two is elite. And it's it's so weird to see just that change. We saw the Suns, you know, 2017, 2018 at the bottom every year. You know, they're going negative. And now they're ranked one and two. So I think it's funny just to see the change of pace. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm excited for NBA playoffs. It's, it's always fun. See, I think I have to go. With, a lot of people are not going to like me for my pick. Uh, but I, I, I got to go with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, I, the Nets have not been a good franchise over the last couple of years. Um, but being from New Jersey, they were the only professional team in New Jersey. <laughs> and now with them finding some success this year with the additions of their three-star players, uh, I, again, would have to uh, favor the Brooklyn Nets moving forward. I respect it, Connor. And who knows? I mean, the Suns could do something, but they are not the favorite against the Lakers, which is kind of shocking. A two-seed against a seven-seed, and the seven-seed's favored. You know what? I'll take it. I'll talk to you when the playoffs are over then, and then we'll <laughs> talk more about this. Sounds good. For Samantha Garcia, I'm Connor Mills signing off. Again, I'll be at the remote on Sunday with Passion Works. But until then, Cincinnati Reds coming up next. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.